Welcome to After the Bell Podcast, Episode 4. Stop by the fountain and get back to class. Hey everyone, it's Murray here with another edition of After the Bell Podcast. We're on Episode 4, and I gotta admit I didn't think I'd make it to Episode 4, but here we are now. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can find us either on Apple or on Spotify. Hopefully you'll notice a better sound quality today. I actually invested in my first ever podcast mic. So now we're legit and now we're in business. I'm gonna start before I introduce our guest today with a brand new segment called the hands up segment. So our hands up segment dives into comments, stories, reviews from all of you. Uh, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at, at after.thebell with memorable teaching stories or questions, or if you want to be on the podcast yourself, like my guests will be in a few short seconds. Today, our hand up segment is Mike, or his gamer name, which is Ruin Ortega. Mike says, After the Bell podcast is an honest and uplifting insight into the life of a teacher. The host is genuine and fun. Anyone with any small amount of experience in a school will find something to connect with and enjoy. And Mike goes on to give us a five out of five star rating. So thanks, Mike, for the review. I do want to promote his podcast. He's actually started a podcast as well. It's called Can Trips and Coffee. And on there, you can find out about board games and dice games. And they talk a lot about coffee with guests. Now I'm going to take attendance. I'm going to take attendance before we warm up today because I'm very excited and interested to hear what my guest has to say on this. So tonight we're going to be going inside the brain of a fellow phys ed teacher. We actually have our first administrator joining our podcast and a close personal friend of myself. So I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Dustin. Hey, Dustin, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me today, Murray. So I just wanted to maybe start with just a quick teacher bio, maybe tell us, you know, how many years you've taught for and maybe some classes that you're currently teaching. Yeah, absolutely. So this is my seventh year of teaching and I've been at the same school for all seven years. I've been in the home and uh, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it so far. I've, uh, I've taught mainly junior high, but I've also dabbled into elementary as well. I've taught um, junior high phys ed, uh, social, 8-9. I've taught many different junior high options, um, anything from drama to outdoor ed. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I dabbled a little bit in some elementary phys ed as well. So um, I got a, quite, a, quite an array of uh, teaching experience at different grade levels. Yeah. Um, but uh, also uh, in the last few years, I've moved into an admin role as well. That's great. You're kind of like the Swiss Army knife of teaching then. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So our warm up today, we're just going to talk about probably the most important kind of news that's been going on with schools lately. And that kind of just involves uh, the second wave. And those of you that maybe aren't in school or aren't teachers and they're just listening for your entertainment, uh, all of our grade seven to 12 classes are online right now. Um, and they're going to be online until Christmas break. And our K to six classes, including uh, my own 
teaching grade six um, are in person until the Christmas break. We have found out though that we're gonna be teaching online or remotely the first week back. And I definitely know that there's a lot of opinions and thoughts about it. Um, I also have an opinion and thought about it. And uh, I was just wondering, Dustin, without getting you into too much trouble, because we don't mention names or schools or anything like that. What Do you want to kind of give us your input on, on what you think's going on with, with the second wave and what schools are doing right now? Yeah, so um, it, uh, it, it came in a hurry. Um, it was definitely unexpected. Um, it was funny because last Wednesday I was uh, just joking around with my junior high students saying, oh, like when the big announcement was coming, oh, I don't think we'll be uh, shifting online yet. And uh, here we are. And uh, the next day they came back and said, oh, you you jinxed it, you jinxed it, because none of them wanted to be back online. So um, it's uh, it was definitely a, a quick shift in the online learning uh, once again. But luckily we had that experience last spring and I think a lot of people learned a lot from uh, that experience and were able to uh, generate some tools for themselves and to get themselves ready. So that transition, even though it was really, really quick, I think it was a lot easier for people uh, this time around um, with, uh, with the knowledge that we had in place uh, from last spring. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, as a grade six teacher, and I'm teaching in person still, I, at least on my end of things, um, I'm really valuing that kind of face-to-face -face contact. It's it's hard. We can't really do anything right now. We you know everything is getting shut down. We're not allowed to hang out at each other's houses. So for me and kind of my overall mental health, it's definitely nice to have the kids in front of me. But you're in kind of a unique position because you teach a lot of junior high, but you're also an administrator of a K to nine school. Um, do you want to maybe just talk about the differences really quick? Yeah, so the difference is, I, I guess I uh, I am also in the classroom 75% uh, of the time. So I'm in the classroom quite a bit still throughout the day and uh, still put my admin hat on sometimes throughout the day as, uh, as things arise. But um, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely challenging some days to balance out the two. And especially uh, with a few wrenches throwing in, throwing in there, like our uh, switch to online learning or shift to online learning right now. Um, but uh, I, I enjoy it. You never know what's coming through your door every day, um, and it makes things interesting. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting being in that role of uh, having the variety every day. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned administration, and we'll come back to that because I think. You can definitely tell you have that admin hat on and you know it's a definitely a different perspective i think maybe for teachers as it as it might be for admin but anyways we'll move on to our hook segment uh like a good teacher does they always have a hook that gets the kids attention so uh dustin you want to maybe just mention i actually asked chantelle the same question on our last episode uh do you want to just maybe tell us three words to describe teaching right now during covid yeah absolutely so I think definitely uh, one of them is, is creativity. Um, we've definitely have had to be creative uh, about how we go about teaching and uh, change up some of our practices in the classroom and even our changes online as we learn through our own experiences. So I think there's a lot of uh, creativity happening in the teaching world right now. And um, there's always new tools and technology coming out that have made our job easier through all this. And uh, I think another another word that describes uh, this 
what we're going through right now as a community. Um, you definitely see a lot of community and collaboration amongst colleagues. And um, I know I've reached out to uh, old friends that I've gone to school with and talked about ideas on how we can, uh, you know, how we can move forward and, and what, what they're using in their classrooms. So I think collaboration and community is, uh, is another, uh, another, another word that will describe how uh, things are going right now. And the last one I think I would describe is patience. I think uh, we all have to have a lot of patience right now um, for, for our students and they didn't put themselves in this position right now. And uh, I think uh, we have to be patient uh, every day as we go through our teaching lives and, and realize that they, they didn't choose this either. And it is challenging some days to, uh, to go through all the protocol and all the things that we have to have in the classroom. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I think those are the three that I would choose. Very, very good choices of words. Uh, and I, I had to laugh when you said community because, you know, teaching is such a, um, there's a lot of close ties between teachers, you know, whether you're in the same hallway or not, but especially right now with, with all the change, sudden change to online teaching um, community, it's it's funny to see. I mean, we're we're definitely both on the younger end of the spectrum of of teaching and being in schools. Um, it's really been kind of funny to see how those teachers on the other side of the spectrum, or these some of those older teachers, are are trying to adapt and they're adapting, and a lot of them are are being pretty good with you know trying to learn and and. It's, it's just really nice to see kind of everyone coming together right now. I mean, you can't be in person together necessarily, but uh, you can definitely kind of send an email or, or help across the hallway to the best things that you can. So that's really awesome. So I have another question um, switching to being an administrator position because, you know, when someone thinks of an admin, and if I'm talking to some people that aren't teachers or, or no, know what I'm talking about so we're talking about like being a principal or a vice principal of a school which I think if you've seen movies or TVs sometimes that position seems like a real pain in the butt and they're always the mean person but um just kind of wondering what what made you decide to get into admin um in the first place yeah, I think when, while there was an opportunity that arose for me to uh, to move into admin in my school and um Definitely uh, wanted to uh, eventually explore that uh, position in, in education, and um, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting being on the other side of things too, making decisions about your whole school and moving your whole school forward, and uh, whether it's uh, different systematic things that you're ha implementing within your school, um, or uh, or just being able to help other people along the way as well. Um, I, uh, I, I enjoy uh, working with people and working with kids in that capacity as well too. I deal with some of the discipline at our school and being able to help kids through their problems and being able to work with them and, and uh, see them progress through them and, uh, and learn from them. Sometimes that's uh, very rewarding as well. That's awesome. And I, I'm glad you mentioned discipline. And I, again, I'll be very respectful of obviously your position and, and, of the students that you serve, but I'm sure I'm sure you have a lot of interesting discipline stories. But unfortunately, this is a family family channel. And uh, but again, you kind of mentioned the positives of your job as well, which I think maybe we don't think about. But uh, I know as a teacher, I've been supported by a lot of really great administrators. So thanks for sharing that perspective. So we're gonna switch gears and go to recess, which is kind of a lighter topic.
So we've learned about Dustin, the teacher. We've learned about Dustin, the administrator. But uh, I just want to kind of know what's who is Dustin, the person outside of teaching, um, and maybe what are a few hobbies of yours uh, for our, our audience to hear about? Yeah, well, I definitely enjoy uh, sports and athletics. I'm I'm also a school athletic director, so I enjoy coaching. Um, I've coached a variety of different sports in school, um, but it's it's kind of nice to get that time back right now. And I'm sure you're enjoying it because I know that you're very active in extracurricular activities in your school as well. Um, but uh, definitely enjoy golfing um, or or trying to golf. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a lifelong uh, sport that you try to try to get better at and try to um, definitely challenge yourself at. Um, I enjoy just being active. Um, I uh, enjoy running. Um, I've taken up cross-country skiing again and tried to get out as much as possible with a little bit more free time after school now just to get some fresh air. Yeah, it's a good and, year to uh, do that, being outside. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's great to be outside. And I know I've been preaching to my students right now, um, just uh, it, it is important to get outside and get moving, especially when you're learning online and sitting in front of a computer all day. It's, uh, you know, it's important to get up and, and be active. And I, it's the same for teachers as well. Not only students, you need to get active, you need to get moving around. And um, yeah, I like curling as well. Um, I, uh, I'm curling right now on, on your team. So, yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's yeah, great. I was actually being able to curl with you right now. Yeah, you betcha. I was right actually. Right now, but uh, we're, we're postponed for a little bit. But yeah. We'll be back later on in the year. Yeah, no, I was definitely going to bring up. Uh, our team, which is the Sweeping Beauties, who uh, are was they we were off to a pretty good start on the year, but uh, unfortunately, COVID has has hit the curling club uh, in Alberta as well. So uh, great, thanks for sharing that. Uh, it's good to kind of get to know our guests outside of teaching. Um, but we're gonna move on to last period, which is all of our favorite times of a day most of the time. Uh, specifically, you mentioned Fazad, and I know that's a strong connection and bond that we have. Um, obviously, I'm not actively in phys ed as much. I'm still teaching some of it, but I know over the years we've had a chance to connect on on lots of things, phys eds and sports related. So uh, I just want to kind of know your experience right now. Uh, what's it like teaching phys ed during COVID right now for our guests listening? Yeah, it's definitely different right now, and it's been a bit of a continuing transition i guess through the whole fall um, because luckily we had a pretty nice fall this year where we could go outside and we were encouraged to go outside as much as possible this fall to allow for more social distancing and, and kids to just be outside in a in a larger area other than a gymnasium so it was uh, nice to get outside as much as possible this fall and um tried to plan as many activities as I could that encourage social distancing and allowing kids to uh, be apart from one another. And uh, definitely the, the continuing sanitization of equipment is different. And, um, and you know, those other protocols that are in place that are uh, uh, definitely make teaching phys ed a little bit different right now. Then we moved into the gym and um, I did do a volleyball unit with my classes. And uh, it was nice to uh, to get to do volleyball with them. I think they really enjoyed it. And uh, now the transition to online teaching. And I, I am actually doing phys ed online right now, too. Yeah, that's uh, so awesome to hear that's that. Been, that's been something that's new in itself. And uh, trying to find uh, ways for kids to engage in phys ed 
And I, I've shifted it a little bit. I've shifted the focus more towards uh, mental health, well-being, and I'm even going to implement a few health outcomes in there um, and uh, put it, bring in nutrition as well. Um, so there, you know, we can talk about holistic health in, in different ways and, and how to be healthy in other ways as well. But kids are also going to uh, create their own fitness log and um, be active. I'm providing a, a different act activities for them every day uh, so they can be active. And um, that, uh, they'll have the opportunity for that as well. That's awesome. And I know we've connected about how, um, you know, the shift has is, is also made you a little bit more accountable to your own kind of physical and, and mental well-being as well. Do you want to maybe touch on that quick? Yeah, I think uh, anytime like you're, you know, you really, really notice sitting in front of a computer all day, you're, um, you're on Google Meets and you're, you're checking emails all day. Um, you're on Google Classroom, you're helping kids virtually. It's, uh, it's a lot different sitting down and, and most teachers will realize this, that you know, you're, you're moving around a lot throughout the day, you're actually quite active and especially uh, when you're teaching phys ed as well. Um, but uh, to go from that to sitting in front of a screen all day, uh, you definitely feel a lot more lethargic towards the end of the day and uh, definitely notice that change. So being able to get up and get some fresh air and get active uh, has definitely made a difference. And uh, I think that helps out a lot. And I try to preach that to my classes right now too. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, I think that's great that you can kind of build that in and, and help keep yourself accountable. Cause let's be real. It's, you know, like you said, with teacher wellness, I mean, you know, we don't, we as teachers don't have those outlets that we, we normally do that are really important for kind of our overall health. And, uh, you know, if you can help, you know, stay accountable that way, that that's really awesome. Uh, I do. I kind of thought I laughed when you mentioned volleyball because, uh, I've been I've been also teaching grade six volleyball and you know it's uh, it's a pretty painful sport to teach at that age obviously when they're learning and stuff too um, but it just the management of phys ed is is always challenging and especially with all these new protocols and the sanitation and stuff like that it uh, I find myself like sanitizing you know in the gym in the classroom it, it feels like i'm always kind of spraying kids hands and it's it's yeah. it's, it's definitely yeah. not why i entered teaching but uh it's definitely an important part in, in phys ed but we've been going on yeah. the smash ball a little bit you know you know smash ball yeah smash ball I, we did a little bit in our phys ed yeah so for our for our audience that have no idea what we're talking about smash ball it's kind of like um it is a ver modified version of volleyball but uh, we actually use the badminton nets, which are quite small to the ground, and it's more of a toss and throw, but focusing more on smashing the volleyball, which often if you're just playing at that age, you don't really get a chance to smash the ball. So it's actually pretty cool to see uh, all these kids that are participating and, and like to smash the ball and, and when normally they wouldn't have a chance. But again, we're smashing the ball so much, and then we have to sanitize them at the end of class every single time so yeah it's been it's been a real real eye-opener nonetheless but anyways we'll finish off uh, i don't want to keep too much of your time uh i usually ask my guests to either tell us maybe a funny teaching story that they have and again we don't use names on after the bell podcasts or schools or anything like that but um if you have either a funny story or if you can't think of a funny story maybe like a memorable story of one of the years teaching, um, 
maybe you could go ahead and share that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll go back to my first year teaching and uh, coming out of university, you never know uh, what you're going to end up teaching. Uh, you always hear stories of uh, first year teachers teaching anything and everything, maybe sometimes a little bit out of their comfort zone. And I went to school for a secondary teacher. Yeah. So coming out, I was like, oh, I'm going to teach uh, junior high or high school. I'm going to teach some older kids. I ended up teaching uh, grade one to uh, one to six phys ed as well. Okay. So um, teaching uh, teaching those Div 1 kids is definitely a, an eye-opener for me. I, I give a lot of credit to those teachers who teach yeah, Div 1. Just, they, just they exhausting. They so much energy throughout yeah. the day. But uh, anyways, I had a, a class of 30 grade 1 students and just me in the gym. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it was uh, it was definitely an experience just getting them to line up was a, was a battle in itself. But uh, throughout the year, I had a couple hockey kids in that kit in that class. And they uh, kept on asking me over and over again, can we play floor hockey? Can we play floor <laughs> hockey? Can we play floor hockey? Of course. I said, uh, no, no, I didn't <laughs> think so. Because uh, I, was, I was just uh, worried about getting them uh, organized and, and teaching them some other skills yeah, first. Absolutely. Um, so finally, later on in the year, I, uh, I let them play floor hockey. And it was, uh, it was a disaster. It was uh, probably one of those Mr. D moments, if you ever watched Oh, Mr. great show. Um, I think I had a, a kid who lost a tooth within the first five minutes, and I was dealing with that and uh, had, uh, had a bunch of other problems that came along with that. It was like uh, herding cats, that class. Oh, yeah. Uh, just trying to get them to play uh, floor hockey. So that was uh, interesting. But you never know uh, what you're going to what you're gonna get and what you're going to come, come into each day. Um, and uh, now I have that group in grade eight. So it's, it's funny to see that transition of uh, uh, kids throughout the years as well and, and bringing up. Do you guys remember uh, when I taught you phys ed? And grade <laughs> yeah, they, they still remember everything. So it's, uh, it's cool to see that progression and, and still get to see those kids grow up and, and be with them in junior high. I think that's one of the unique things about being in a K-9 school. Um, you get those kids for a longer period of time and, and get, definitely get to know them, especially being in a smaller school. Oh yeah, no, that's great. Oh, and did, you know, as soon as you were sharing all these stories, all these, of course, thoughts and images come into kind of my own head. The first one being, I think my, you know, first taste of OMG teaching came, I actually got assigned grade five music. And if you don't know me, I, I'm not musically talented at all. I don't have a music background at all. But again, like you and most new teachers that are just wanting a job, it's usually, yeah, I'll teach anything. And, and then you get grade five music. And I just I just have flashbacks to, to learning recorder songs like the night before, um, like class and, and just being so anxious about teaching you like hot, hot cross buns, like BAG notes on the, on the recorder. And just that, just the fear and pain of, of teaching classes for me, like music or art. And like you said, props to teachers in grade one who, who uh, can line kids up props to music teachers, art teachers. I think all of those things are out of our expertise, but, uh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely a great story for you to share. Also, you you gave a plug to Mr. D, which, you know, most CBC shows are not that good, actually, on TV. If you if you watch the CBC, it's it's, you know, nothing, nothing against our, our Canadian network, but they normally don't have, you know, the greatest selection of shows. But Mr. D, 
I don't know if they're showing episodes still. I don't even know if it's on Netflix still, but if you have never seen Mr. D, you must watch it. And 100%, you have to watch it if you're a teacher, for sure. Uh, I know we both had a chance to see like his comedy tour. Um, did you did you enjoy that when he came by? It was in Red Deer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I've seen him a few times now. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, he's he is he is great, and uh, I I I noticed actually the other day they're they're getting him streaming kind of south of the border in the U.S. So I I definitely think that it's uh, it's catching on in other places as well. Awesome. Well, um, I don't know if I have anything else. Do you have anything else that you want to share or or mention or just final thoughts before we wrap up today? I don't think so. Just uh, shout out to all those teachers who continue working throughout the COVID year. It's been a crazy year. And, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, teachers have been doing a pretty awesome job despite, you know, what we have in front of us every day. And um, yeah, it'll be nice to get to that Christmas break and kind of get a, get a bit of a breather and get to relax. Yeah, only a couple more weeks. And, and you can tell that it's a Wednesday night and we're recording this podcast, you know, maybe half asleep a little bit. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely been a grind. So I agree with, with you, Dustin. A shout out to everyone and shout out to the admin like you that at least for my in my job, um, they've been super helpful and uh, supportive this year. And, and, you know, we're kind of, you mentioned community. And I think that's maybe a good way to finish today is, um, you know, there's, there's lots of great school communities out there. And, uh, yeah, we just want to send everyone, not just in schools, but everyone just make sure you stay safe and uh, stay out of trouble. So with that said, Dustin, thanks again for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's almost time for 318. At 318, we usually hear this sound. And again, thanks for coming on tonight, Dustin. Class dismissed.